MSW Media. Hey, this is tennis legend Andy Roddick, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn, a guy who's definitely been served more times than I have. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. This is what we're drinking with and done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Hey, now. It's Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. I got my little soundboard in front of me today. Things changed during COVID, how we would record the show. And so a lot of stuff's been done in post, whereas prior to COVID, I would have my soundboard and we'd do everything sort of like a live read. I'd have the sound effects and drops and everything happening while we're doing it. And then during COVID, we just started adding that stuff in post. But today, doing it live again. That's right. Yeah, so I can add a fart if I want. The crowd could go wild for me. Stop. No. Please, everybody, enough. Yeah, all right. I'll try not to get too annoying with that. Speaking of annoying, today's episode, oh boy, this is something, a new thing we're trying out. It's just me. I get to rant and bitch. It's just stuff that's driving me to drink. It's driving me to drink. That's right. That is right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just stuff that's getting me riled up and then what I'm consuming to feel better about that. Okay. So I think we're gonna start today with William Shatner. Uh, most people are aware. Last week, William Shatner, the actor best known as Captain Kirk from Star Trek. Space, a final frontier. He and three other passengers got to go to the on a very short trip to the edge of space, courtesy of Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon. He's got his own company called Blue Origin for space tourism. Shatner and the rest of them went on a, a ship that looks like a penis, and it's called the New Shepherd. In doing this, the 10 minutes and 17 seconds he spent on the edge of space in the penis rocket... The 90-year-old Shatner became the oldest person to reach space, uh, surpassing a record just set recently by aviation legend Wally Funk. She was 82. She is 82, and she went up a few months ago. So, Shatner et al. went to space. And he had an incredible time. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. Uh, I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary. And I got to figure it was pretty cool for a guy who became famous playing a guy that traveled, a captain in, on a spaceship. Okay, now, Shatner didn't pay for this trip. This, was, this one was on Bezos. And there's different reports about 
you know, how much it costs to go to space. I did some digging around at NASA director Phil McAllister, who's been there for 20 years. He weighed in on what space travel costs, okay? He said a, a trip on, say, Virgin Galactic Spaceship 2 or Blue Origin's New Shepard, a seat would typically cost between two hundred and fifty thousand five hundred thousand dollars you know and this is just for what they call suborbital rides they're just 15 minutes you barely touch the edge of space and then you just come right back down now spacex which is elon musk's company that was a little different they brought uh civilians into space months back in september and they circled earth for three days uh, there was a, a billionaire a tech billionaire named Jarrett Isaacman, 38 years old, and he chartered this SpaceX flight for a mission that cost, they said, about 58, what is it, 38 million? Well, price something nuts. Thir- yeah, $58 million price tag. That's crazy. All right. So I don't, I don't know... I don't know what it costs for Shatner. I don't know what it costs. It's a lot of money. Okay, let's just say that. And I just feel, maybe I'm being a killjoy here, but I just feel it's kind of disgusting that in a country like ours, in which predatory capitalism has made life all but unlivable for just a lot of people, overwhelming majority of citizens, like 80% of the people in this country live paycheck to paycheck. I'm sure a lot of you out there listening can relate. You're probably in that boat. And, you know, Shatner goes up and then virtually every news site out there was just joyously trumpeting this story of, you know, the richest man who ever lived, wasting a gazillion bucks, taking people like a has-been actor on 11-minute joyrides to space. I just think it's fucking gross, man. There's a lot of problems that we could solve with that money. It seems very tone-deaf to me. I live in Venice, California. There are no, you've seen the video, you know, the homeless situation here is out of control. And I just think to myself, somewhere between $58 million space trips and a guy, you know, taking a dump in the street because he's got nowhere to go and fucking eating shit out of a trash can. Maybe there's something in the middle there. Maybe we could figure out a way we could all, you know, people could still go to, the Shatners could still go to space, but maybe these homeless people here could get a fucking bed to sleep in. How about that? Ugh. All right. I'm going to douse the intense flames of bitterness and resentment that this Shatner trip has brought up in me by drinking some woodchuck hard cider. Okay, I'm going to let everybody know that none of this is sponsored. This is just stuff I got that I like, okay? And uh, Woodchuck Hard Cider is a brand that started the American Cider Revolution back in 1991. Who was drinking cider back, hard cider back then? 30 years they've been doing this. And so to, to celebrate that, they have brought back several of their fan favorite ciders from the last 30 years. They're all available at woodchuck.com. I'm going to try this one here. Oh. oh, this is black cherry. And it's really good. I'm liking this. All right, all right, all right. I am liking this one. Woodchuck. Where do they make this stuff? In Vermont. The Vermont Cider Company. It says that they reinvigorated American Hard Cider in 91. 
They have a portfolio as diverse as their fans. There's iconic woodchuck, fruit forward widers, as well as classic magners and blacks. I don't know what any of this shit is, but I'm just telling you, I like the one that I'm drinking right here. So go to woodchuck.com or yeah, woodchuck.com to check that out. I'm feeling better already. I'm feeling better about this Shatner thing. So thank you, hard cider. Before we get to the next item on our list of things that are driving me to drink, how about a little flashback to a chat I had with Glenn Howerton, Rob McElhenney, and Caitlin Olson of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Here's Caitlin talking about schooling me. Schooling me. Yours truly, the imbiber in beer chugging. Many years ago, Caitlin came on Maxim Radio with me, Mm -hmm. and I'll admit it, she crushed me in a chugging contest. (laughs) Was that on Playboy? On Maxim Radio, Radio, on Sirius, many years ago. In a chugging club? What were you chugging? Beer. Beer. And she beat me. Yeah. Yeah, And I talked a ton of shit before we did it. Yeah. Because I just didn't think there was any chance. She knows the tech. You have to have... See, that's not about about gender. That's not about, you know... Technique. it's about it's technique. About technique. Yeah. It's all about tech. Can you open your throat? I've yeah. never seen and I, a wo- and I can. No, I've never seen a woman chug a beer that quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, it was. Um, that's just kind of how I drink beer. Yeah. I wasn't even in competition. You don't even. You know, that's no. always how it goes down this for you. This is how it goes. Beer and white wine. It's too fast. I'll be honest. It's too fast. I drink it too fast. And Rob. We've had. Rob lets me know. We, we talk were, about this. We've had talk. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about this earlier on <laughs> yeah. the show. Rob was saying he drinks every day now because you're pressuring him. Pressuring him? No, please. No, I, I'll drink I by myself. I don't need in, you. Yeah, right. Dan is in her presence. In her presence. I'm making that. I like you to have a glass drink. of white wine. Yeah. At night. Need to drink in order to tolerate each other <laughs> right. every <laughs> single night. It's it's night after but night. But there is something very comforting about that. You go home and you open a nice bottle of wine. You have a that's glass right. of wine. That's drink. Or that's scotch. my time. Or scotch. Or now it's time to talk Batiste rum. Yeah, Batiste. That's my Jimmy the Jam. My bad man, Majama. Talking about the first sustainable American craft rum, which I like to call a 3R rum, because the makers of Batiste Rum practice regenerative agriculture, use renewable energy, and they make responsible choices. From start to finish, Batiste Rum is made from 100% pure fresh cane juice. Not using molasses, they're not using sugar crystals. If you dig your tequila 100% agave, you are going to dig the shit out of your rum 100% cane juice. It's distilled sunshine, baby. And that's why I drink it. And right now, Batiste Rum has a special offer for my listeners. 15% off all orders. To get this deal, you got to go to BatisteRum.com. That's B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com. Put a bunch of Batiste Rum in your shopping cart. And when you're checking out, enter code WWD15. That's WWD15 to get 15% off your purchase of Batiste Rum, which I love and which is proof that great taste with true sustainability is not a goal for tomorrow, people. It's a reality today. All right. What else is driving me to drink? Ah, yes. The most recent three-minute bartender that we did is about the Cosmopolitan. If you haven't listened to it, I invite you to do that. All of our three-minute bartenders are just a wonderful source of entertainment and information. As people do, comment on the social media, at the imbiber on Twitter and Instagram. So, in this three-minute bartender, I, I think I referred to the Cosmopolitan as the ultimate girly drink. To which somebody chimed in on social media and said, girly drink, question mark, sexist much? Now, 
I'd like to think I don't have a sexist bone in my body. I do have a sexy bone in my body, but that's a whole other story. No, I don't think it's sexist to to separate, to say something's a girly drink. Men or people that identify as men can drink girly drinks. I'm one of them. I admitted that I love the Cosmopolitan. There's nothing wrong with saying, but it is a girly drink. It just is. Like, you know, a shot of whiskey and a beer is kind of like a manly drink, but a lot of women like it. What's wrong with that? And and, and I guess for me, call me old school again, but it, it just goes back to sort of the roots of my my drinking life and certainly my career as a podcaster and a writer in the adult beverage space. When I was coming up in Philly, I knew a guy named Denny, lived in South Philly. He was a former Golden Gloves boxing champ. I mean, he's badass. And then I, after that, he became, uh, I guess you'd call it a collection agent. How's that? Everybody called him Knuckles, right? And there were two certainties whenever you hit the town with Knuckles. You're going to get drunk, and you're going to get into a fight. Sometimes we were the ones getting savagely beaten, but most of the time, and, and this had everything to do with Knuckles' proficiency in the sweet science, the other guys got the worst of it, okay? Now, I lost touch with Knuckles a long time ago, back in my early 20s, uh, which was around the time I realized my future lay in rearranging words and not faces like he did. But to this day, I still credit Knuckles with teaching me some extremely valuable lessons about life. His pearls of wisdom included things like never take a swing at someone when you're wearing a nice watch. You know why? You you get too many bands break. And then there was never go bowling in shorts. I don't even, I can't explain that one, but instinctively I know it's true. And the one piece of advice that just stuck with me the most has become one of the fundamental cornerstones of my close personal relationship with alcohol is to wit, drink like a fucking man, man. That's what Knuckles told me. You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? As it turns out that, you know, this seemingly simple rule is not always so simple to follow. In today's world, nebulous and ever-shifting gender roles. I mean, how is a guy... Supposed to know what a man even drinks like. Where exactly do we draw the line between drinking like a man and drinking like a, I don't know, you used to call them metrosexual, a dandy maybe, a fop? Or between drinking like a, a dandy or a fop or Johnny Weir at a Gaultier after show during fashion week? And by the way, Johnny Weir doesn't need me to tell him how to drink, okay? Sometimes it's simple. Like there are drinks that are impossible to sissify. Scotch rocks, bourbon rocks, a Manhattan, a draft beer, a tequila shot, and we talked about that. But then there are those that fall right in the gray zone. Time to time, I enjoy, I've talked about this on the show, I enjoy a vodka with soda on the rocks with a squeeze of lime. It's refreshing, it gets you drunk, and let's face it, you know, the ladies don't dig the beer belly. They just don't. And I would argue that vodka is quintessential hard guy hooch anyway. It's the spirit of choice among Russian mobsters, for Christ's sakes. The hockey players and guys named Ivan, Vladimir, Uve, they drink vodka. Come on. Others will tell you that high-priced vodka soda lime combo is better left to neutered hipsters and supermodels, but I don't subscribe to this view. Although if, you know, Knuckles were still around and came up, I'd switch to Jameson in a hot minute. Now, I do know this. There are some basic rules to drinking like a man, and... I'd like to think that we can all agree on those. Um, 
First off, it's never acceptable to order a cocktail the color of, say, a Simpsons character or a Smurf or any cartoon characters for that matter. But there's one exception to that, all right? And that is the frozen rum drink. Yes. Yes. But even then, it's only acceptable if you're on a beach, some exotic locale. And the other thing about that is this this only applies to daiquiris, okay? No pina coladas. Pina coladas are the banana hammocks, the tropical adult beverages. Just don't go there. Another rule, and this is easy, is that man shall consume no teeny save for a real martini. And it's only made the way that God and the Rat Pack intended, and that means gin, bub. The vodka martini is the gibbering bastard child of Jay McInerney and the guy from American Psycho. The only thing less manly than drinking a vodka martini is drinking it as a bar that has interior designers on call. And I don't go there, okay? It's all complicated. Here, I'm going to sip my martini right now. Driving me to drink. Mm. Oh, boy. We'll be right back. It's that time of year again. New Year's. It's that time of year where we make those resolutions about dropping weight, answering our mom's calls, staying in touch with friends. It always feels like the perfect time to refocus on what we want in life, but it's easy to get stuck looking back on all of the resolutions we didn't keep last year. This year, there's one resolution I am definitely keeping, and that's making my mental health a priority. Make it part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you could connect with right from your phone or computer. I've been in therapy for years, but it's always been so challenging to find the right person. I've bounced around to different therapists and it's always, does this one take my insurance? Is this one close to my house? With Talkspace, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Listen, everyone could use someone to talk to. I personally deal with some anxiety and my problem at night is those racing thoughts that I can't turn off. I'm up all hours of the night thinking about everything that everyone ever said to me and how am I going to get through this? My therapist at Talkspace taught me some really awesome breathing techniques that help me calm my mind, calm my body, and give me a more restful sleep. Connecting with a licensed therapist on Talkspace can help you feel better and it's secure. No one's going to hear what you say and that's the best part. Let all that talk fly. Unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as their top priority. You get access to private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send your therapist messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for that weekly appointment. You owe it to yourself to make mental health a priority this year. And Talkspace makes it easy to keep. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code STARBURNS at sign up. That's S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code STARBURNS. Right now I'm sipping on a wine that is just fantastic. Arrowwood 2014 Reserve Special Cabernet Sauvignon, which is from one of Sonoma County's most iconic vineyards. And this is an amazing wine. I actually opened it over the weekend two days ago. Had a friend over. We loved it. Just enjoyed it. And there's a little bit left, and I'm having that now. 
retail price on that was about a hundred dollars, probably a couple of years ago. Probably goes for about one hundred twenty-five now. Oh man, it is a one hundred percent Cabernet Sauvignon aged for thirty-two months. One of the most well-balanced wines that I've had in quite some time. And I'm glad because uh, I'm out of balance when it comes to other stuff that is driving me to drink. Driving me to drink. The next thing is CNN. CNN, especially CNN.com. Now, I am the I, I try really hard not to bash. I'm not wanting to be the media, the media. But you know what? The media is getting shitty. And CNN in particular, I'm, I'm just about had it. All the clickbait bullshit they put on this website. The other day, they ran a piece. The headline said, Women are burned out. Men do your part. My first thought was like, you know, here's a novel idea. How about we stop dehumanizing people by lazily lumping them into groups with these sweeping generalizations? So in this case, it's men equals bad, but it could just as easily have been Karens or angry black men or entitled millennials. So why don't we just stop lumping them all in with these and, and, and adopt a more personalistic perspective. Every person's different. Every individual's different, right? Is that too much to ask? And this piece, and, and I got it, I'm reading it, and I it was one of the most ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. I understand that women have been hit hard during this, and I, I feel for them a lot of empathy, but don't just say, men, fuck you. I didn't do anything. I didn't create this pandemic. The author of the piece cited a survey from McKinsey and Lean In found that a whopping one-third of women said they were considering quitting their jobs or reducing their hours. Female workers were more likely to say they were burned out. More of them were discouraged now than they were in the early shocking months of the pandemic. And that's, that's bad. It goes on to say, though, that the survey revealed that the U.S. has utterly failed its female workers and that too many men have also failed women. As bosses, colleagues, partners, and co-parents. Well, guess what? I don't employ anybody. I don't have any fucking colleagues. I'm single and I got no kids. So why? Why am I lumped in to this thing? I don't like it. Stop it, CNN. Just stop it. And then there was another one that got me recently that I pulled up. Where is this thing? Oh, yeah. It said... It was a headline about uh, rents in, in cities, and it said, So long, pandemic pricing. Rents are skyrocketing. And then the subhead in the piece said, New York and San Francisco rebound. And and it, it this piece like framed the reduction of these ridiculously high rents in places like New York and San Francisco during the height of the pandemic. They, they kind of framed those rents having out of necessity to be brought down as some sort of a national tragedy. And now that the rents are going back up to the fucking insane rates where they were before, the author kept referring to the to these skyrocketing again rents as signs of renewed strength in those markets. Ah. Eat the rich. I think I'm going to call it a, a show. <laughs> I learned, I think I learned a lesson. I, I can't do a show where I just bitch and, and get upset about things because now I don't even want to do it anymore. I just don't want to do it. I want to take my microphone and go home. 
reminder, if anybody is going to be in the Las Vegas area this weekend, October 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, the 23rd is the Whiskey X at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. I am the MC of that event. We'll be doing an episode of the Adam Carolla Show with me and John Taffer as the guests live from the Whiskey X event. For tickets, go to thewhiskeyx.com. And if you're there, please come up and say hi to me, and I'll be like, fuck you! No, I'm kidding. That's just today. I'm just upset today. It's, uh, I promise so. I'll lighten up by Vegas. Also follow me at the Imbiber on Instagram and the Twitter at WWD underscore podcast. I don't know what else to say, folks. Just give me some music. Give me a jam. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. A little music. Always makes me a little music and a little wine. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? Is this how you turn out a Hollywood Pinocchio that uh, cries like a woman? <laughs> what can I do? What can I do? What is that nonsense?